welcome to the Nibble Scotland Over Coffee podcast, where our aim is to get out of our comfort zone and meet some of the amazing food champions around Scotland. People who are craftsmen in the profession and have a passion for delivering the finest produce for our game. And in Scotland, we are completely spoiled for choice in this food paradise. However, at the moment, you can't avoid the news that our gut is the most important organ in our body at nearly 20 feet long. And nourishing our gut is a secret to good health and weight management. So, I'm a complete novice and a little scared of fermented food. And I hope I'll ask the questions you're too scared to ask with today's guest, Ruth Munro from the Edinburgh Fermentarium. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I'd uh, used a simpler word for my business than the amount of times I get asked to spell that. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. So, Ruth, thank you for coming along today. I really appreciate your time. Can we really just start from the basics? I keep reading in all the magazines, the gut, why, what do I need to be eating? Why, why is my little slice of toast wrong for me in the morning? <laughs> I know. Well, it is complicated and um, different things are good for different people. So what's right for one person might be completely wrong for another person. But from my personal experience, when I added fermented food and drinks into my diet, it was the missing bit of the jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And I'd basically spent years struggling with digestion issues. Right. Um, just being run down all the diet time, colds, cold sores. If I got a cold, it would always turn into sinusitis. And as soon as I started eating a bit of kimchi with my eggs in the morning, um, suddenly my health completely changed and I started to feel amazing. Okay, well, my first flag, what is kimchi? (laughs) (laughs) So kimchi is a Korean style of fermented vegetable. Okay. So, you know, sauerkraut would be traditionally Eastern European. Uh Kimchi is made in a very similar manner, but with different types of vegetables. Okay. It's basically Chinese leaves and muli, which is a Chinese kind of radish. Okay. um, And chilies. Right. So it's a bit spicier than your traditional sauerkraut. And it's within the within the liquid. And how would you? So how would you do with your eggs then? Well, I've just uh, you know instead of having tomato sauce, I would have uh-huh. a, a couple of teaspoons of kimchi on the, the side, side of my eggs. Right. But I like to have it on my burger or with a pizza, just on the side of anything I'm eating, basically. Okay, I need to try that now. Yeah. So, so they say to get as many different types of bacteria in as possible uh-huh. so maybe if you had some natural unpasteurized yogurt uh-huh. uh, there's a fermented drink that you sometimes see in the supermarkets now called kefir which is a fermented milk drink okay then you could maybe have a bit of sauerkraut or a bit of kimchi or kombucha which is a fermented tea drink okay um, so kefir mm. should i be scared of kefir and how much should i have no you shouldn't be scared of it um they sell it in bottles in the supermarket, but you can also make it yourself really easily. Okay, how? Um, so you just need to get the um, kefir grains, which uh, you can either buy online mm-hmm. or if you've got a friend that can give you some, because they kind of multiply. So Okay. Uh, and you just basically pop your milk in, leave it to ferment for about a day, maybe two days, and then sieve the grains out and you've got your own homemade kefir. Right, okay. So obviously making it yourself, you're going to get a lot more different strains of bacteria than you are if you buy it because uh-huh. that would have been and that's a good I mean and having a kefir instead of like an axomel or a mm, yeah, yeah. will give you a lot more a lot more yeah uh, bacteria and your those gut. tend to have a lot of sugar and other bits and pieces in them as well so this is just well, yeah. I think even just the, the plastics of the multiple yeah. bottles that you're having mm-hmm. nowadays I is know maybe it, not the best thing for yeah, us to be doing yeah when you think about the amount of plastic you go through with those little bottles it's yeah. quite scary it is 
So what are the three things I should have in my fridge? Well, I would say if you like the kefir, okay. do that. I don't like milk, so that's not one okay. that I use. I usually have kombucha, right. which again, you can buy that bottled, but I make my own. Now, lots of friends are talking about kombucha yeah. and at parties that say, oh, we're having kombucha tonight. And it sounds very nice, but what is, what's, what's kombucha? Well, it is uh, delicious. I really like it. It's a fermented tea drink, which is made with a scoby. And SCOBY is an acronym for a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Right. Which kind of looks like a, a floating jelly on the top of the jar. Okay. So you basically make sugary tea, pop your SCOBY in and leave it to ferment for maybe seven to ten days and then you'll get a slightly effervescent oh, Wow. Um, and people make different flavours of mm, this. Yeah, so now. once you've made it with your tea, you can then infuse it with herbs and spices okay to make any flavor you want could that so, be a nice christmas mm, you could do a nice mulled spice, mulled one, spice yeah. one oh yeah sometimes do that at christmas okay um so i just make kombucha for myself i don't sell that at all that's just but i do sell scobies if people want to right okay want to make it themselves at home so can you cook with the fermented vegetables you can but if you cook with them you'll kill the probiotics right so what you could do is maybe pop a spoon into your soup after your soup's heated, not actually heated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but it does add a great depth of flavour to okay. stir fries and stews and things. But uh -huh. yeah, I wouldn't really recommend cooking with it. And fermented food, uh, food and vegetables you store in glass jars. Mm, yeah. So that makes me thinking that things from my basic science, it might explode. <laughs> well, when when you're fermenting vegetables, you do have to burp the jars right. if you're doing it at home. So I've got um, airlocks, so they kind of burp themselves, okay. so I don't have to go to my kitchen every day and burp all the jars. <laughs> but if you're doing it at home, you, it can get quite explosive. Okay. So I do courses um, teaching people how to make sauerkraut and uh, kimchi, okay. and I always have to warn them to burp their jars regularly, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I've ended up with kimchi all over my wall more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it um, creates, fermentation creates a lot of gas. Okay. So the food miles of your vegetables, where are you getting all, all your goods? Is it well, um, I order most of mine from George Anderson. Um, and it all comes, it's all from within the UK, okay. but not exclusively Scottish, because I can't um, get access to all the different vegetables I need all year round. Okay. Um, what are the key, what are the ones that are causing you an issue at the moment? Well, it's like the Chinese leaves. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the ones that came this week were actually from the UK, which is right. unusual. Quite often they're from Portugal. Okay. Um, and the Chinese radishes, the great big white moolies, mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure where they come from, quite okay. far away, I think. Uh -huh. So when you were a little girl, tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> um, I can't remember. I never really had an aspiration. What did you study after? I studied um, fashion, so okay. I was a fashion designer wow. for many years uh -huh. before I got into this. Um, so I got made redundant from my fashion design job. Okay. And uh, there are not many fashion jobs in Edinburgh, really. No. So I spent some time applying for different jobs, like admin assistants and, you know, things I could do, but there were people that were a lot better at that than me. Yeah. Um, so I 
really couldn't find a job and my husband got me a life coach for my Christmas. So she helped me identify that this was my passion and sort of helped me start the business. So you've been eating fermented food for a while before yeah, that? Yeah, okay. so originally um, I found out about kimchi and fermented foods when I went on a barefoot walk up Arthur's seat. Wow. And I met a woman that said she was doing a course on how to make kimchi. And I kind of was like, oh, kimchi, I've heard of that, but I didn't really know what it was. Uh-huh. Um, so she told me a bit about it, and I booked in for the course. And it turned out to be kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, kombucha, water kefir, and sourdough. Okay. So because I had quite a lot of time on my hands, because I didn't have a job, I just started making it all for myself at yeah. home. And that's when I really found the health benefits, and uh, I became a bit evangelical about it. So you're only a couple of years old then. Yeah. So right. So you've done well. Yeah. To growing it. Where have you been going to sell your goods? And well, I do the local farmers markets and the health food shops around Edinburgh and quite a few green grocers and things like that sell okay. it. The Balmoral also use it on the menu, which is really exciting. That's nice. A couple of cafes in Glasgow. So yeah. Do you do you enjoy the sales role of it? The sales role is the worst bit for me. <laughs> I basically only uh, people who have approached me sell my products. All oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely rubbish at sales. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? Everybody has it. When you have your own business, you have to wear so many different hats. Yeah. It's very hard. So tell me about the workshops you run. So I do workshops at my kitchen. I do a kombucha workshop for people who are a bit scared to just buy a scoby and take the stuff <laughs> themselves. Mm. Uh, and then I do a kimchi and kraut workshop. So it's all very hands-on. Okay. Everyone gets to make a kimchi and a kraut to take home. And How hopefully... many people would come to you? Usually about 12. Right, okay. Yeah. And they're coming from a distance? or um, Most people are Edinburgh or Lothian-based, I would say. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to spread the word further afield? <laughs> um, I think I'll need to get a salesperson to do that. Okay. <laughs> what um, gives you more satisfaction out of the job that you're doing now? Um, well, I actually really like making the products. Okay. It's kind of uh, a bit meditative almost, just chopping the vegetables, mixing them, processing them and everything. So... Um, but I also like going to the farmers markets and kind of connecting with the public, uh-huh. seeing what they think of the new products, and yeah. So Do you get much feedback? Whatsoever? Yeah, yeah, I get a lot of positive feedback. But because of the nature of um, sauerkraut and kimchi being quite sour. Mm. Um, some people do f- pull the face right? yeah. because they, I think it's people who have got a very sweet tooth uh-huh. are not used to the sour flavours so it can be a bit shocking for people at first but I think your palate can change over time so mm. like Andy my husband he's always had a very sweet tooth um, but he really persevered trying to eat sauerkraut <laughs> or was forced to save the marriage yeah. <laughs> um, and he found his palate actually changed and it now, now he craved sauerkraut in the afternoon instead of a chocolate bar so gosh that's quite a, that's quite yeah. a going song mm-hmm. the half past three sauerkraut exactly rush. he has a sauerkraut on oatcakes instead of a chocolate bar oh my lord yeah. and what's your ambitions for the business um, well I just would like to be, continue to help people find out about fermented foods and just grow naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just maybe employ a couple of people. I don't want to go massive, but I just like to be able to make a, you know, an honest living. Mm -hmm. Going on the farmers markets, was it quite difficult to get a stand there? Um, no, not really. Okay. Yeah, because I think it can be difficult if other people are doing the same thing. Okay. But nobody else was doing what I was doing, so they were quite keen to have me on board. Okay. Can you partner with other people to spread the message to other farmers markets around the country? Or? Um, logistically, it's quite tricky because the products all need to be refrigerated. Mm -hmm. So, and also they don't really encourage stall sharing at farmers markets okay. in general. Okay. So the first day you, you pitched up to the farmers market. Mm -hmm. We completely sold out. Completely <laughs> sold out. Amazing. Yeah, we didn't know what to expect. So, uh -huh. yeah, we got... And so getting your product ready for market, tell me the story. How did you test it? And... Um, well, I'd been making it for myself for quite a while, and I just basically scaled up and got great big eight-litre jars instead of the one-litre jars I'd been doing at home. I was lucky enough to be able to rent space in you know a corner in someone else's commercial kitchen so mm -hmm. I had the setup all there mm -hmm. um, and yeah I just just upscaled just did it okay uh, and it seemed to work out it's quite a brave move yeah I know I know looking back <laughs> it was but it all just kind of happened naturally well that's isn't that the nicest way yeah. I think when you had the right idea and it, it does mm -hmm. just it falls the universe almost like falls into yeah. your way and it's, yeah, yeah it's it did good. feel like that uh -huh. in terms of like with the gut health and fermentation like the there's lots of benefits for ex mm. people who do lots of exercise and things. Would that be a market you'd be looking at? Yeah. Expanding into Adota. Yeah. I think uh, fermented foods, is, they're just so good for so many aspects of life. I think if um, if everybody was just having a couple of teaspoons of sauerkraut on, or kimchi on uh -huh. the side of their meal every day, I just think the health of the, of the nation really? would be so much better. So that'll save the NHS? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great if it did <laughs> it's a great educational thing that needs to be done in terms yeah. of fermented food yeah um, I know people get quite scared because it does go against all the uh, food hygiene rules that you're taught generally to leave it on the you know on the counter at room temperature for a month okay if you did that with anything else you would be expecting yeah so how long is what is the shelf life what should I be well, a jar. I ferment everything for a month, okay. uh, and then when it goes into the small jars, it's a three-month shelf life. Okay. Um, I put quite a short shelf life on um, things that I'm selling just to be safe, but, you know, I've had um, a jar of sauerkraut in the fridge for over a year, and it's actually, you know, That's absolutely right. fine. Where do you get your inspiration from? For recipes, or... Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a lot of... Uh, I've got a lot of different recipes that I rotate... Um, so I always have the kimchi in stock, um, which is the most popular product. I make three times more kimchi than anything else. Okay. Uh, at least three times more. The kimchi's got a great taste aboard, which is Perfect. fantastic. That must have been some feeling when that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so four of my products have got great taste awards now, Brilliant. which is pretty amazing. Uh -huh. um, it's a lovely seal of approval because that's blind tasting. Yes. So doesn't matter what social media and everything else you've mm -hmm. done. No, they is. don't even get to see the packaging or anything. It's purely That's wonderful. And you're only two years old. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, so... Um, and then I've got maybe 15 other recipes that I do 
um, the Magic Mojito just won a Great Taste Award as well, so yeah, that's a sauerkraut, that. a sauerkraut <laughs> that was inspired by the cocktail. Okay. So it's basically cabbage with lime, mint and spirulina powder to make it oh, wow. slightly green, so uh, that's a really popular one. It's got f- uh, slices of fresh lime in it. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, and then for Christmas I always do the fermented figs. Right. Which are kind of like a, it's like a fig paste almost, so it goes brilliantly with cheese or cured meats, and it's got orange rind and cinnamon, so it's quite Christmassy. Wow. When people come along, we usually do a bit of tasting, so people, if some people have not tried fermented foods before, so mm-hmm. we try different sauerkrauts and kimchi. Mm-hmm. We also try the um, a bit of kombucha, maybe a bit of kefir, so they get a feel for the type of flavours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tell them all about how how to chop their cabbages and they get to choose different flavours mm-hmm. of herbs and spices so they basically customise their own sauerkraut. Okay, so what are the key herbs that you'd use? Um, well, tr- the most traditional would fre- be... Fresh herbs or dried? I don't tend to use fresh herbs, I tend to dried. use dried herbs. Okay. Um, you know, black peppercorns and a tiny bit of cumin would be quite a traditional one. Mm-hmm. A bit of um, turmeric, people like to use that mm-hmm. because that's got its own health benefits as well. Mm-hmm. I always like coriander. That's yes. one of my favourites. Yes. But pink salt, Himalayan mm, salt, yeah. you use that, I, I do use that, yeah. Why? So... I thought all salt was the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, for fermentation, you need to use either a rock salt or a sea salt. It can't be a table salt or anything with any anti-caking agents in okay. it. So, And uh, Himalayan pink salt, that's got all sorts of extra minerals in it as well. So. Okay. Got How many people are working with you now? Uh, well, I've got one girl, Steph, that helps me in the kitchen. And I've got a couple of people that help me at the markets every so often. That's good. So that I don't have to work every Saturday, which yeah. is really nice. That must be quite a hard dynamic with a th- with your home life, work life, and then weekends. It's all yeah never stops. But yeah. that's it's been really nice to have my weekends back recently. Yeah, the glory is of being an entrepreneur. I know it never stops. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you're gonna. I think you've got quite a fantastic future ahead. Mm, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. So a big thank you to Ruth Monroe for her insight to starting her business, which seems to be ahead of the curve and capitalising on the current gut health storm in the media. As a thank you for listening, Ruth offers Nibble Scotland followers 20% off their online shop. Just quote Nibble20 at www.edinburghfermatarium.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And should you be interested in taking part in the future, please don't hesitate to contact me. Details on the webpage.